this is the second Sunday in a row that we get a good significant chunk from the Gospel of John. Last week we got most of John chapter 4, the Samaritan woman at the well. Next week it'll be John 11, which is the raising of Lazarus from the dead. And of course today we get the man born blind. And as much as I'd love to go through every detail of this and be here until 3 o'clock this afternoon, I know that we can't do that because we have another Mass coming up at 12.30. And I'm going to try to just, you know, kind of focus on one or two points and be brief, but rarely am I accused of brevity. So it's probably not going to go that quickly, and it didn't at the last two Masses, so I don't know why I will this time, but I'll do my best. So there's one specific interaction in this gospel that I just want to spend a little time reflecting on today. And that's where after Jesus has made the clay with his saliva, anointed his eyes, sent him to the pool of Siloam, he goes, he washes, he comes back able to see. And then this, this little paragraph. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said, it is. Others said, no, he just looks like him. He replied, I am. Which is an interesting thing, because he doesn't say yes to either of those. Is he the same guy? Is he a different guy who looks the same? I am. And all three of those are an interesting way of putting that all together. It's subtle, but it's beautiful, and it speaks in a big way to our own baptism. Because remember, the reason why we're getting these Gospels, the reason why we have Lent at all, is this season is a time where we're in camaraderie, we're in unison with those that are preparing to enter the church at Easter, those that are preparing for the sacraments of initiation, baptism, confirmation, and Holy Communion. And so they're getting ready to be baptized. And what we get in this gospel is this beautiful account of this interaction of Jesus and the man born blind that shows us a lot about what is going on in baptism. That's why when you look at this, like, is this the same guy or is it somebody different that just looks like him and he says, I am. Because when you think about baptism, right? So I've been looking around. I was sitting here a moment ago at each mass, trying to find somebody that I've baptized. I got Jasper over here, my buddy Isla Faye is in the back. I baptize a lot of kids in this room and I'm really happy about that. And you know, it's the thing is when Jasper came in that day, Jasper, like he was Jasper. And then after I baptized him, he remained Jasper, but he was different. He's a new creation in God. One of the things I get to say is, you know, Isle of A, you have become a new creation. See in this white garment an outward sign of your Christian dignity. Bring it unstained to heaven. An outward sign of your Christian dignity. When we come from the back of the baptismal font up to the front, I say, you know, Isle of A is now called a child of God, for so indeed she is. By baptism we become a new creation. Like we have then entered into the body of Christ. And we see what that means in this man born blind who is sitting as a beggar. And even though he's still, and I I hope this doesn't sound irreverent. I'm just going to give him a name because it's easier to do this. He remains Billy the blind guy, right? Like he stays Billy after the fact. But Billy is now a new creation in Christ. And you can see the way that that gradually unfolds in this gospel. Now, 
Jesus didn't wipe him out and start fresh, right? It's not like, oh, blind from birth. We're just going to eliminate this fella and just recreate him completely. No. When we have this beautiful account, we see what our Lord does with us in baptism. He created us good. We have the fall. We find ourselves in our messed up state, right? But God doesn't just wipe us out and start fresh. Like if I'm writing you a letter, I just can't seem to get it right. It's not coming out correctly. I rip it up. I throw it away. I start fresh. He doesn't do that with us. But we have this beautiful imagery of, you know, going back to the creation where he's forming, you know, God forms man out of the dust of the earth. But you can't just form stuff out of dust, right? You have to have moisture. And the rabbis talked about the moisture is the very saliva of God. I know it sounds gross. The deacon told me that it's not in between the masses. I do think that it is because he spits on the ground. You know, but he does that. He makes clay. He rubs it on his eyes. He didn't say, Billy, we're getting rid of you and I'm going to make a new Billy. Like, he doesn't make new Billies. He makes all things new. He makes Billy a new creation. So yes, it's the same Billy, and yet he is a new creation in God. He does the same thing with us. Jasper remained Jasper from before and after, and yet he is now a child of God. And you can see then the lofty things that we get called to by that baptism. Look at what happens. He goes from sitting and begging to then you know, proclaiming Christ. And it takes time for that to unfold. At first, where is he? I don't know. What do you think of him? I think he's a prophet. You know, and then being able to go toe-to-toe with these guys that are in charge, with these Pharisees that have already set their minds against Jesus. You know, they have already said, whoever says he's the Messiah, they can't be in the synagogue anymore. They've already made up their minds, and yet Billy is besting them, right? To be able to say things like, do you want to be his disciples too? Which, by the way, I love that down on the sign. I'm half tempted to just leave it up there because I like the idea of people driving by and seeing that and it's like, hey, Billy's talking to him. He needs to come up here. Anywho, so do you want to be his disciples too, right? Going toe-to-toe with the Pharisees to the point that their only way of responding is an ad hominem attack. You were born totally in sin. We don't have to listen to you. Why? Because they lost. Cancel culture existed back then, just like it does now. It's not a new thing. But notice, Billy goes from sitting there asking for money to being an apologist, standing up for Christ, doing all these things. He is a new creation. It's the same one, but God has given him this sight, and even better than mere physical sight, to see through the darkness, to see through the tricks, to be able to stand up and make this proclamation And to the point that at the end we get him worshiping our Heavenly Father, worshiping Christ, worshiping the love of God, the Trinity who is there. And notice this too. It's a subtle thing. But when they ask that question, is it the same guy? Is it someone different that looks like him? He says, I am. Which I know is an easy thing to run right by. It's like, oh, he's answering in the affirmative. It's like saying yes. Not exactly. That way of answering, there's only one other person in the whole Gospel of John who says the phrase, ego ami in the Greek, I am, and it's Jesus himself. One of the coolest parts when that happens in the Gospel of John is in chapter 18, and the way that Mel Gibson does it in The Passion is awesome, the way that he pulls this off. When they come to arrest Jesus in the garden, and he says, whom are you looking for? And they say, Jesus of Nazareth, and he says, I am. They all turn around and fall to the ground. Why? 
It's a, it's a divine title. I mean, when you look at this, you think about Moses in the burning bush, and he asked God to tell him his name. And what does he say? I am who am. When Jesus says, I am, he's declaring himself the son of the father. The man born blind, Billy, what is he saying here? I am. What does that point to? We are a new creation by our baptism. We receive the same thing that he's receiving here. This, this story shows the awesome things that happen as Jesus makes us his new creation. We become part of the body of Christ. We become children of God. Do we have a lofty calling in following him and being baptized into eternal life? Yes. Are we faced with a world that's immersed in darkness and a cancel culture? Yes. But he has brought us into his very life. We have become part of God. Like we are divinized, right? And it sounds so amazing, too good to be true. But it is the case. And this season is here to help us to remember that, to be along, you know, in solidarity with those that are preparing for baptism right now, like my buddy Nicholas over here, right? He's going to get baptized in less than three weeks. It's going to be amazing. He will be a new creation, even though he's the same Nicholas. We are a new creation in God. He calls us to amazing things. I know in Lent sometimes it's frustrating because you know, you're trying to fast, you're trying to give up the Snickers, like, why can't I just give this up? I'm not good at this. But remember, Lent is not about proving how awesome we are and what we can do for God. It's recognizing the awesome things he has done for us, that we have become a new creation in him. And even if you're at the point now that it's like you're frustrated, you're not there, it doesn't feel like, ah, I'm not getting there, go to confession. It's like a second baptism, getting to have once again whatever's not going right, anointed, forgiven, washed away, and then sent to do the good things that he's called you to do. And just like Billy here, I mean, he's sent off to go toe-to-toe with the Pharisees. It's not easy. We have hard things we're called to do too. You may be in a marriage and you're struggling, like, how am I going to pull this off? You're a new creation in Christ. Go to him. Ask him for help. Maybe you're having a hard time. You're attached to something. You're addicted to something. It's so difficult. Go to Christ. He'll work with you. He wants to be there. And notice in this very story, he wants to get his hands dirty in the midst of doing this. Like I said, it is gross, right? I mean, saliva and dust, it's not pretty. But he's willing to get in and do the hard work of making us that new creation, of working with us as sons and daughters of God to bring that light into a fallen world, to bring that light into the darkness that cannot overcome it. And I know sometimes, like, oh, you know, baptism, we don't think about how amazing it is. But this, you know, reading, the first reading points to it so well. Man sees the appearance, but God sees the heart. He knows that he has made Jasper in his image. He is now a child of God, right? He's a son of God. He's called the great things to become a saint. All of us are. And I know in Lent it can be frustrating. And it's like, I'm just not making the progress I want to make. I'm not as holy as I want to be. Well, even, I know we only get 41 verses of the Gospel of John here, but even Billy has to progress with time, right? I don't know where he is. He's a prophet. Do you want to be his disciples too? And, you know, gets thrown out and then worships him as God. It unfolds with time. The same is true in my vocation and in yours. Don't get frustrated because you're not so much holier today than you were yesterday. If you're really feeling discouraged, look back on a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago. I'll tell you, an example I like to use is, 
I had a hard time praying the rosary frequently for a long time. I wasn't even praying it daily when I was ordained a priest 13 years ago. But I'm trying and trying a little bit and little bit, and I'd miss this day and that day. All of a sudden, for about like the last six years, I can't imagine not praying it for a day. Like I need it. It's part of who I am. If I had just given up because, oh, this is too hard, you know, I would have missed out on so much. But I've been recreated, baptized into Christ on April 11th, 1982. I became a child of God. This is a beautiful thing, my friends. We all are by our baptism. He continues to work with us. And during the season of Lent, don't get frustrated with yourself. Count on him who comes to us, who is with us. And thanks be to God, the church like, knows us and knows like we need a half time in Lent. Hence why I'm wearing pink, why we have flowers this weekend. It's like, hey, remember, he's risen from the dead. And by your baptism, you have become a new creation. You've gone down into the waters of death with him and risen to new life. I know it's baptism. I know it feels ordinary, but how beautiful it is that God gives us that grace in the ordinary. To be like Billy here, to have it unfolding with time. What we need to do is to cling to him, not to get frustrated with ourselves, but ask for that grace to be totally open to the calling that we've received, to realize that like him we can say, I am. That we are children of God called to bring light into this world, to scatter the darkness and realize that Christ is risen from the dead and we are part of that resurrection. Praise be Jesus Christ.